it's fun to be a part of such an established history, you know, to, to really have yeah. that, to, to, to take over something that, uh, I'm, I'm glad to join you here, Hunter. It's, it's amazing to see you, uh, be pulling this off for, for, uh, what over three centuries now. That's yeah. So we, impressive. we've been in, uh, I guess the lore of the show yeah. that we should establish right now is that this used to be, uh, an old timey, uh, like, book that would come out yearly Mm -hmm. the old gamers uh almanac and we just recently got microphones we discovered audio (laughs) (laughs) so now this is a podcast version yes of the almanac for the first time so wait so does that mean does that mean we're actually just going through things that have already been determined or is this podcast doing some are are we determining the rankings yeah, yeah. Or is, so are this we is, presenting you the rankings that have already been determined by No, God? no. I, I think colloquially, this should be referred to as the new old gamers almanac. <laughs> the most recent old gamers almanac. Subtitle, uh, every video game ranked. Yeah, every video totally. game ever ranked. Totally, totally. But it's for, it's for old gamers, and it is an almanac of sorts, although it is not yearly. It's weekly. Uh-huh. And that's just because this is the podcast version. Yeah. And the way I like to think of it, is at the end of the year, you take every podcast that mm-hmm. we did that year and you pile up all the text from everything that we said. Uh-huh. And that is the almanac right. for that we are built, year. We are in the process of building 2022's almanac. These are writing sessions that you get to listen to <laughs> live. But everything we are saying is being written down. There's someone in the corner of both of our rooms writing right. down we, what I we're have saying. a stenographer hello Kathy it's great to yeah. have you here again yeah my my guy's a Grafus, uh and he's, <laughs> he's a been large. here since the beginning he's been here he's since very the decrepit beginning. and boy are his bones just <laughs> they creak like nobody's business let's go Well, well, howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I'm your host, Hunter Donaldson. And I'm Matt uh, Martin. Hi. He, it's us. We're from another show, but maybe you don't know us from that show. This is our new show where we talk about video games. So now <laughs> I want to lay out yeah. from the top of the first episode, what is the mission statement of this, uh, this show? So this is the Old Gamers Almanac where we take every week, we're going to talk about a game. Maybe more than one game, maybe just a game. Who knows? Yeah. And the goal is to rank every game ever made. Right. One game at a time or multiple, uh, one episode a week, uh, and then eventually have every single game ranked. Because what I see a lot on the internet is these blogs where people will try and rank all the games, but it'll be like, you know, like, thir- here's the 30 best yeah, Mario games or something. About. Well, and I get to the end and I'm like, well, what? happens next like yeah. i want to know you know because it's one thing you, you you see number one and that's exciting number two a little less exciting number three eh, kind of whatever four <laughs> five six but then you get to like 17 uh-huh. and all of a sudden you're just like wait so what makes a 17 versus an 18 and it becomes 
even more fascinating again. And now double that once we get to like one thousand and three. Right. What are we? Are what arbitrary qualifications are we adding? The mind <laughs> boggles. Okay. Once you get to. Okay, so I think this this game is 1,023. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not quite a 1,024, though. It's yeah, not that bad. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, <laughs> so that'll be the goal uh, of the show. Uh, it will, I would say, I think in the beginning will be fun because, you know, it'll, there won't be that many games. Yeah. Uh, and then it might get a little boring for a little bit. And then it's going to get weird right. once we get around... Past a hundred games, it's gonna get sick. Yeah. So this is a big project that we're we're yeah. committing to. I'm gonna say the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm, probably. I, do this I mean, show. I mean, and I, and I'll be here with you. You know, as long as I feel like it. Uh, yes. So so I wish you the best, Hunter. Uh, and I'll do it as long as my patience allows. Uh, so today yeah. we get the the fun task though of determining the best and worst game ever because it will of be the time. only game ranked so it will on the almanac it'll yes. it'll be the number one game but for at least one week it will also be the worst game uh in existence and what better way to start than uh the first video game ever made uh <laughs> super mario brothers 3 the very first, the very video, first game. video game they started with three they were like <laughs> we're gonna do super mario brothers 3 that's be cool right <laughs> So there's a Mario, they're yeah. brothers. I mean, that character's been around uh, since time immemorial. Yeah. We all know Mario. But, yes. And and, but. and Luigi is Mario 2. So then mm-hmm. it's, Super Mario Brothers 3 was the introduction of the third, the third ever character. That's what a lot of people don't know is that each Mario Brothers game, it's just a new brother named Mario. <laughs> That's what they haven't revealed is that... There's Super Mario Brothers 1, and there's Super Mario Brothers 2. That's the guy. It's yeah. a title character. Like, hi, I'm, I'm Mario, Mario 2. <laughs> People just don't know that, but that is uh, actually how it works. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, just to... This is going to be a mixture of goofs, this show, and then also uh, some legit uh, video game opinions. We have legit opinions on this. It's not going to be just horsing around uh for 45 minutes and then we get out although some days it might be like that yeah uh, but this is super mario brothers 3 uh super mario brothers 3 has a rich uh history right if you look into it uh opinion incoming probably saved the video game industry sort of sure i mean was kind of a rough time in the late 80s early 90s and yeah. this was a uh to call this game a slam dunk big hit <laughs> uh would be kind of an understatement yeah. yeah it it basically exploded in in your pants but like nationally right um and for everyone and they had that movie the wizard or yeah. whatever right you know about that movie right. you ever seen that movie yeah yeah well so a, lo- a lot of the information we're gonna pull here uh is from we're, we're gonna give you some some of this background on super mario brothers 3 but also like you should just go watch uh, the video on the Gaming Historian's YouTube because, like, it's yeah. just going to cover everything better than we could. But for the purposes of the almanac, we need to put some things on record. Uh, right. So, we have to enter Hunter, the first note you have here about the history of Super Mario Bros. 3 is that many Japanese men got really sad. Yeah. Can you give so, me <laughs> a bit so, more? <laughs> so, sadness was created in, in trying to make Super Mario Bros. 3. Uh, it sounds like a lot of people that worked on it had a rough time. Yeah. Uh, this is way before we would ever get to the point where we talk about like crunch mm-hmm. in the video game industry. This is just like, I would imagine 
if now we're at least talking about crunch back then it wasn't even like people were just like well so what happens is uh you hurt you kill yourself and then a video game is made and it's just a deal with the devil that you make every time (laughs) uh but yeah so it sounds like it was uh really difficult it was a well just just a the basic info is that this is a game uh designed uh or i guess i should say directed by uh the legendary shigeru shigeru miyamoto Mm -hmm. and uh takashi tezuka yeah uh, with music uh by koji kondo uh legendary uh video game musician koji kondo um and yeah i don't know it was uh it was rough it released in uh japan on the famicom uh gaming system uh on october 23rd 1988 uh, they also released it in, uh, I, I did not know this until I saw it on the Gaming Historian YouTube, uh, but they released it in arcade cabinets in North America, right. like a year, before no, not it a came year, out. yeah, like a, a while before uh, yeah. it came out on the, or, or is it after? I don't know. Regardless, it came out on, a lot of people's first introduction to this game or first way to play it was on the PlayChoice 10 arcade cabinet, and that was yeah. their only access to the game because of various chip shortages or whatever just in in having it it be inaccessible uh in north america so it was this rumored thing that some people played and others didn't get to Um, right but by 1990 it's it's in north america it eventually makes it to europe too uh it's like a year or two later uh in, in europe but there was there's the interesting history too of what Super Mario Brothers 3 was in relation to Super Mario Brothers 2 and depending on where you live that's a different game and that's also kind of what impacted the weird delayed release of super mario Bros. 3 in america and even kind of delayed i think it's released in japan because of just like how the market was going with all of this stuff right right so super mario brothers 2 uh, in japan uh which you may have called uh may have played in north america as like super mario brothers the lost levels i think is what they title Mm -hmm. it um so that gets to nintendo of america uh, in a timely fashion after it's released in Japan and Nintendo of America looks at it and they're like, this is way too hard. We're yeah. dumb here. We're way too dumb. We're dumb for this and game. this is also kind of the same exact game. Like it's it didn't just look more, it's just more Mario. I'm going to say though, I don't think that probably would have been a problem. Wow, no. You know, like the, the Mega Man games all look, yeah. you know, but at least the new Mega Man has new power i mean lost levels literally introduces nothing new right i mean yeah i mean it's kind of like the same i guess the same uh what would you say by today's standards like the same assets yeah it's like a fallout new vegas it's an expansion Uh, pack. i mean that's why that's why i think it makes sense for it to be the lost levels is because it it feels like an expansion pack to super mario one um sure but But it is much harder is really the point um and so because of that uh nintendo of america was like we don't want to release this as super mario brothers 2 so then some like weird stuff happened with like this festival in japan I don't even understand that. Um, but they had this game called Doki Doki Panic um, that they basically reskinned to be Super Mario Brothers 2. Almost everybody knows this, um, really, at this point. Right. But the point is, the Doki Doki Panic game uh, was a lot easier. So they were like, we'll do this as our Super Mario Brothers 2 yeah. in America for all the dumb America people. But uh, the problem is that that comes out, and then Super Mario Brothers 3 would come out like right after it. Right. So they got to give Super Mario Brothers 2 time to breathe. Which is why there was uh, quite a gap. Yeah. Uh, I think it's between. hilarious that you call Super Mario Bros. 2 a much easier game, which it is, but also, like, 
boy, the standards of this time. It's still that game. I, I've never beaten Super Mario Brothers two. Like I still you lose never my beaten Super Mario Bros. two. Nah. Well, also I don't think it's very fun. So like my patience to like stick it through to the end doesn't. Go I don't very like the far. way it feels. Yeah, I think it feels. It's obviously weird. I mean, not it's a very Mario floaty. Game, basically, right? It just very sure. much is. So Super Mario Brothers three is the true sequel to super mario brothers in terms of it's not just the same exact look and mechanics mm -hmm. it's not some weird offshoot game that was never meant to be a sequel this is miyamoto saying nope now i want to up i want to one-up myself haha -ha, mario yes. thing one-ups okay uh i want to do better and i want to make uh, a significantly better game and i want to push the hardware of the nintendo or the famicom the, uh, the, the the nintendo entertainment system i want to push the limits of that technology as far as i can this is towards the right. end of the nes life cycle which as i think a lot of us can see throughout history the the last games on a console are very often pretty stellar they've and mastered the best games. yeah it's the usually games. the best games so yeah uh this comes out uh it's re-released a little bit uh once the super nintendo comes out uh, as Super Mario Brothers All-Stars, and it gets some graphical updates, but that's about it. And as of 2011, that's, this is an old statistic, but I couldn't find more updated ones, Super Mario Bros. 3 remains the highest-grossing non-bundled home video game to date, having grossed $1.7 billion adjusted for inflation. Huge deal, wow. huge game. Like Hunter said, yeah. maybe saved video gaming because it was such a hot item that uh, the money floweth over into Nintendo's pockets and made them the Titan. I mean, they were already a Titan, but this like re-solidified them as just like the best video game people out there. Yeah. There's a lot of good points for like, uh, in general, the industry wasn't doing super well. Uh, I think I, I may be doing some like historical, like smushing sure. of, uh, various time periods, but, uh, you know, you have stuff like the, uh, Atari cartridge stuff where they just like, just threw out right. just crap games everywhere. Um, and I feel like Super Mario Brothers 3 was that type of hit where it meant that the video game industry was definitely here to stay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it right. before that, there's so much, there's like volatility. There's like, maybe this would go out of fashion. Maybe people will go back to the arcades, you know, like yeah. arcades are doing, are doing uh, well at this point still. Um, so the idea of like home video game console being like a cultural thing that's going to stick around forever yeah. and never stop and it will be forever all right <laughs> and this show will right. have to be forever as well <laughs> which means we will have to choose successors at some point um because we our flesh will decay and we will die well, um, we'll see. And so we will have to be replaced we'll see we'll see on that actually i'm, I'm looking into i've been reading some stuff um but yeah so super mario brothers 3 basically uh save video games uh and of course i mean obviously it's the best video game ever made but we'll we'll, we'll get to that let's TBD. let's get personal with yeah it. yeah hunter let me know your personal yeah. history with super mario brothers 3 yeah so uh i played super mario brothers 3 uh before i could form memories <laughs> um so it's hard to remember the first time because i was not making memories at the time i have seen home video of myself playing Super Mario Brothers 3, being I'm probably like four. I'm very, very little. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I am probably bad at it. Let's say I'm pretty bad at it at sure. this point. Really, really bad, actually. I remember um, the point I could get to in Super Mario Brothers 3 before I would have to quit is like when when you get to World 2, yeah. I could get past World 1 as like a little baby. I could get past World 1, sure. uh, which is pretty cool. Um <laughs> So I could get past World 1 as a little baby. I remember that. And then you get to World 2 whenever that the sun thing yep. uh, moves 
there was something about that. Like as an adult now, that's not that right. big of a challenge. The sun Just thing coming down at you. Uh, as a little baby boy, yeah, I could not handle it. And honestly, I was a little bit afraid yes, of it. Yes, the sun it is terrifying as like a six-year-old or whatever. Yes. Yeah, mine, yes. I, I want you to finish your stuff, but I'm going to jump in to say too, mine was sort of the sun, but also the pyramids with the little fireballs jumping around and also That's the blocks too, yeah. that turn into things that jump around. Those little jukes, my, I, I was not up to speed with those jukes. I, I, I would turn into a panicked mess trying to get around all of those creatures. And I remember that level being something that really hindered my ability to move on. Uh, yeah. In, yeah, in that's the, rough. In the old days. Uh, I will say this, though. I definitely played it on the NES first, even though um, I'm 31. Uh-huh. Hey. Um, I'm 31, and that means that the Super Nintendo was, I think, around... But we did not have one at first. We only had a NES when I was a little baby boy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I played the NES version. And then when Super Mario Brothers All-Stars came out and I had a Super Nintendo, I definitely uh, checked it out a little bit on Super Mario Brothers All-Stars. But I felt like as a kid, there was something so weird looking. I even feel this now. Like Super Mario Brothers All-Stars is legitimately just the same game. Right. With Now there's colors. You right. know, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, yeah. right. But because they are trying so hard to make Super Mario Brothers 3 work on the NES, I feel like it just has this like special look to it. Like the colors are all weird. Like obviously they can't really do a lot of colors on the NES, yeah. but they are like stretching to the <laughs> limit of how much color they could fit in there. And honestly, the colors, they look weird, okay? Like if, if you look at Super Mario Brothers 1, it just looks like, okay, this is fairly basic. We have, you know, we have these colors right. to work with. Uh, not a lot of variety. Uh, it basically, it's just like blue, right? And then, and then they're like, and then also black for I guess nighttime. <laughs> and then it's like, and then underground. That's that's what you get yeah. basically. And then Super Mario Brothers three is like, well, what about like a weird green? And we got a weird green and yeah. weird orange dirt and <laughs> yeah. So like, I love that. I love that aspect of the look to it. Um, and Super Mario Brothers All Stars to me. Just looks a little bit too much like uh, Super Mario World, which is also a beautiful game with like really great art, but it just feels like in between yeah. rather than like doing its own thing completely. Anyways. Yeah. My, I never owned an NES as a kid. I had a, I, I distinctly recall a babysitter with an NES, but I do not think they ever had Super Mario Brothers 3. All I can remember is Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers 1 and like a zippy game. That's like all, right. all I can think of as a child playing Xenius. But we eventually got a Super Nintendo and we had All-Stars. And so I would play. And it was easy to tell that Super Mario Bros. 3 was the best thing on that. Right. And, and and as a kid, too, it's like I'm not even looking at them as like this one came out and then this one. Came. Like, I don't I, I don't recall thinking of them even as like sequels. I mean, the the numbers are there. But to right. me, I was given all of those games at the same time. Right, you just get a pile of I just, here's, here's four the Mario, Mario games. Pile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so 3 was the best one hands down. It looked the prettiest. It was it was just doing uh all the best stuff and it had a semblance more storyline, you know, a, a world map. Uh, just those things I think drew me in a lot more. I think this is the very beginning of me getting really into any game that presents me with an intriguing map <laughs> that I can just kind of right. gloss over and like look, just stare at and imagine what all's going there. I get more interested in maps than I get into like 
specific level design or whatever i've i've right. noticed um but yeah i i mean i liked super mario brothers 3 but we also had super mario brothers world uh right or super mario world and so i i had five mario games at my disposal all mm-hmm. in one get-go and one of them the best looking one. right yeah so, so it's kind of like <laughs> i'm just gonna and also less difficult <laughs> yeah i i i genuinely could not really get past world the, the like the second level of world two in super mario right. City. whereas i can like play a significant chunk of mario world right as a little kid now i still couldn't beat mario world and i remember having a babysitter uh that was like some probably high school aged dude it's like the only male babysitter i ever had but it Weird. was like that guy showed me the special world the star worlds and the special worlds and that was like mind-blowing to know that that yeah. existed and he didn't like because that didn't exist that that like whoa there's like magic inside this game there's secrets i never realized that super marvelous 3 had secrets no one ever showed it to me as a kid right so i grew up thinking mario brothers 3 is this like difficult game that you just beat your head against and there's kind of a cool map and then mario world is the map with the secrets and the everything and it was yeah. just so i like just totally overlooked mario 3 for like most of my life uh i totally get that though yeah. like if 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 the if you're a kid and somebody's showing you the secrets and you're like whoa there are secrets that's such like as a kid it's like right. magical because you feel like if a game is saying if i'm if i'm an adult and a game is saying that there's secrets i kind of know i'm like well okay so like just yeah. like there's a hidden one right. up over here or like oh a secret way out or yeah, like yeah. A, a new level uh i like know what to expect as a kid you're like well, it could be anything. Yeah. Like Mar there could be anything in Super Mario World. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe you maybe you meet Miyamoto in the game and he gives you a hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. To me as a little kid, Mario's uh, Mario games aren't even platformers. It's not like I'm I wasn't speedrunning games. I'm literally like slowly traipsing around. It's like I would time out on every level possible because it's like, oh, I'm looking for secrets. I have to find stuff, right? I have to explore every nook and cranny of every single level That's to know great, what's though. there. It gave Check you, every it gave pipe. You an- I'm going to stand on every pipe and duck. Oh, no, not right. that one. All right, next pipe, duck. Right. Okay, nope, right. not that one. Like you're doing it with every conceivable object. Mm-hmm. I like that though because it gave you an alternate objective yeah. that was more doable for you as a kid, you know what I mean? Because, like, honestly, for me, I think I didn't... Uh, so, okay, so a little difference I'm noticing in our histories with this game that I think is shedding a lot of light. I never had a babysitter that showed me all the secrets right. in Super Mario World. Uh, my mom was pretty good at Super Mario World, uh, but she didn't... I don't think she understood that she should really intrigue me with these Mario secrets. Like, I remember one day I saw her doing the Star World, uh-huh. and I was like, What? <laughs> what is this how is this a thing uh-huh. where is this thing how do i do this and but she never really like broke it down for me much yeah she was also way into mario and is the whole reason that i'm into that i was into video games from the the jump uh-huh. from my the beginning of my existence is just because she, she was really into mario so we had a nintendo uh you know from the very beginning of my life basically right, right. uh born in 1989 but um so yeah uh what do you feel like so so obviously you're kind of more of a super mario world person yeah. when when you're little do you still how do you feel at this point about super mario brothers 3 yeah well okay so let's get into like our our recent memories so now we've both yeah. replayed we have to we have to rejudge these games uh, yeah. i played it on the nintendo switch the virtual console uh i played it once 
on the NES version of it. Yeah. Use, mm -hmm. Heavily abusing the save states. I will never claim to be elite gamer. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to, hey, wait, I'm going to, for if it interests the court, I ask that the word abusing be stricken from the record. Sure. But I was saying, I don't scumming. think it's abusing. If we want to, if we want to use a, a relevant term that people use, I save scum. I mean, I, and I'm, and I mean, I save scum. It's like, oh, I missed that jump back up half a second. Try the jump again. You know, I'm right. not, I'm not restarting So you're just the like kind of constantly quick loading, yes. quick saving and quick just loading, moving basically. forward at all costs more or right. less uh, because right. I've never experienced the end of the game. Now I, I am very into these days. I'm very into Mario speedruns. I, I, I keep decent tabs on the Mario speedrunning community. Not, not nearly, you know, I'm not playing speedruns. I'm not playing ROM hacks myself because I'm bad at video games, but I like watching people that are crazy good at ROM right. hacks and Mario games. I like watching them. Uh, crush them so like big fan of agdq all of the different things that happen with mario games rule to me so i've seen the end of mario i've seen that you know right. I, I of mario 3 but i'd never played it myself so i want to experience it and obviously i'm kind of m putting the modernization twist on it by not letting it be as punishing then right. i went back and was like okay i want to relive my experience of playing it on the super nintendo so i'm loading up the switch super nintendo mario all-stars virtual console thing it's not virtual console anymore but whatever um and this time i was like i now i'm not going to save scum i'm going to play it as intended i'm never going to use a save state aside right. from just like saving my progress if i don't want but, oh, yeah, but they also have, yeah it has in-game saves in too the, so i like yeah. i really wasn't using uh the save state feature at all i want to say for for the record mm -hmm. even as a child I just left the Nintendo on. Sure. Like if I was trying to beat Super Mario Brothers three, oh absolutely, we're just leaving it on. Yep. Like the, no matter, I would have never let Nintendo. Like Nintendo was like, oh, there's no saving in Super Mario Brothers three on NES, and I'm like, uh, I beg to differ. Yeah, I, I mean, make I, a save I didn't right grow here. up as a gamer. We just had some video game consoles, but like mm -hmm. the idea of getting accessories of any kind was pretty rare in my household which means even up into the ps2 era i was wasn't even getting memory cards like i remember playing Whoa. kingdom hearts and not having a memory card and leaving the leaving the system on for all of kingdom that's hearts. rough that's <laughs> weird that's a weird thing you just yeah. didn't know about them or like what, uh, they we just... just didn't know i just i didn't have money and and my parents weren't gonna go buy me some random thing that they didn't we had some stuff for like we had a memory card uh for nintendo 64 and we had a rumble mm -hmm. pack, but like, mm -hmm. I never got stuff for other systems until like much later. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's weird, a weird thing about I'm, me. I don't even think Nintendo sixty four needs a memory card in most most cases. games. Don't there's there's a, there's yeah. some where it it does something. Regardless, that's funny. um, so this time I'm playing it, and um, for me as a player, it's not just if the game is hard. I can play a hard game. We will in the future talk about hard games that I like a lot. What I don't like is an overly punishing video game right. and my view before all of this was that super mario brothers 3 is a, an intensely overly punishing video game but i had never truly given it its its shot as an adult of like just playing through it and i i did not realize the full extent of like beating a castle sort of saves your progress opening those doors lets you skip through mm -hmm. levels i didn't realize the extent to which the game sort of baked in save points without actually being able to do full save points on the nes i didn't know that was all there originally I, in this discussion my my i'm definitely going to maintain the opinion that they did not want it to be the punishing aspect of yeah. it is really just having to do with the technology they had right. available at the time they did not want it 
to be punished. And, and I feel that. My num- number one piece of evidence would be like the new Super Mario Brothers game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. look They've at where they're aiming at now. For this, this is for what a they long time to do. Like, <laughs> right, right. Well, and 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 yeah, I I think I going into this, I was like, well, I'm ready to play this annoying, punishing game. And then mm-hmm. it's actually not even that bad. Now that that being said, on the second playthrough, I got to Big Mouth Bat Bubba Bass, whatever her real name is, the big fish. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's about where that's about where I lost my patience with the game because even even when I would get past that point, the next couple levels would set me back. I got into like a little infinite loop right there, even to where I right. beat. I got to the castle and lost at the cat. I just didn't have any more lives saved up, so now I'm in that five life cycle of like if a single moment in a level is hanging me up okay i'm gonna lose five times and then i have to watch the little back to the start and then i gotta walk through the tunnel and it's just that process of like even if the game has given me every opportunity it's still like okay well that's like one minute every five minutes that i have to just walk back through the same stupid chunk whereas nowadays modern things we get to do save scums or even like in modern mario rom hacks they basically let you like quick load the start of the game of the level. Like you just boom, boom, right. boom. I'm just I'm going into it. It can be as hard as it wants as long as it gives me a fair opportunity to keep trying to do the hard thing. And that's right. when I lose all patience with the game is when it's like I remember getting so mad even this is this is off topic, but Link to the Past, getting into the last dungeons of Link to the Past drove me crazy because I'm so sick of if I can't pull off the freaking boss in one go. Right. I'm sent back to the beginning of the dungeon and I have to walk through all of the rooms I've already defeated mm-hmm. and I'm losing hearts along the way. And that process, it's like, I did this. I proved right. my endurance to do this. Why do I have to do it right. again? That uh, I just have just no patience for. And so that that's where my gripe comes with guy, this. Yeah. Basically. Well, but Souls, <laughs> Souls has a whole system in place with like a reward system to it right it gives you your souls back if you can if you can get yourself back to that point and then move forward right. and like you always even though it's the same thing right you're not losing progress in right. mario except for you are when all right this time to beat this level i'm gonna use my leaf it's my last leaf i'm gonna use it right now oh mm-hmm. no i still died now i'm down the leaf now i'm down right. one of my power-ups i've been saving up that or that's you, when you, it hurts that's when it goes a step too far to me right you use a power up and then you start the level and you instantly find that power up and you're just like, well, well that was, that was dumb. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just used one of my, but I totally get it. And I think, uh, when that way, when I play Super Mario Brothers three, so, so I played, uh, it on, I have an NES classic and I have a super NES classic. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. So I played it through once on the super NES classic, uh, playing it on Super Mario Brothers all stars. Uh, which is uh, not included on uh, the Super NES Classic naturally. (laughs) But I found it on... I actually have a special one uh, Mm -hmm. that Miyamoto sent me. Uh, (laughs) No, so uh, I played it on the Super NES Classic uh, on Super Mario Brothers All-Stars. It was fun. Uh, And then I played it on the NES Classic. And that's when I was very much like, oh, I really prefer it with the NES uh, graphics. Um, As far as the difficulty of it, I, I think know the game better. Like, I just think I played it a lot more when I was a kid. Yeah. So I have it, I have a lot of it in my memory. Like, I know exactly where I get stuck on every single run is 8-2 uh, or is it 8-1? Wow, I just really, really Whiffed backpedaled right there as far as, <laughs> it's either 8-2 or 8-1. And uh-huh. it's this specific area that I can, I can feel it out. Maybe I don't remember it the intellectually, yeah. like I can talk about it completely, but... Uh, 
there's just this one area that gets me every single time. Uh, but overall, my philosophy with it is it's Super Mario Brothers 3 is about getting momentum. Yeah. It's about getting enough lives ahead. You like playing like so when when I'm on the easy, you know, when I'm on like world one, very easy, I have to do as well as possible. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like let's crush the easy stuff. Right. Get as many items and one ups as possible. Mm-hmm. So that we build up that the momentum so that when we get to the hard stuff, like some of the stuff in uh, a little bit of the stuff in World 2, I agree, is like it's still kind of hard. Uh, world 3 is the water world, right? World 3 is not fun. Yeah. Water worlds are never really fun. Right. But uh, you're right. Like the big fish level where it's coming up at you, that's not fun either. Um, but if you have enough momentum, en- enough extra lives and enough items, I feel like I'm able to kind of overcome the hard stuff even though I'm having to replay through the level over and over. Like if every time I replay the level, I'm giving myself a relevant power up, like with the water world, it's really straightforward because it's just, they give you the frog suit or whatever. And that's pretty helpful in most of the levels. Although sometimes it's actually not, which is annoying. Um, (laughs) But uh, if I'm able to give myself a power up and then just kind of power my way through the stuff uh, that is kind of more difficult, um, I'll say this, this is, this is a, this is my, my humble brag. I was playing it. I played through it a couple times and then I was like, okay, I'm going to play through it on the NES. And I didn't time myself with like the special timer that speedrunners use. Sure. But I just looked at my, um, my save state for the end, uh, credit thing. Like I, I did a save state when it said the end. Yeah. And then I looked at what the time was for that. And I would have been, if I had, it was a hundred percent run and I would have been on the list. I would have been at the bottom of the list, <laughs> but I would have been the, way at the, the bottom speed of the list. list. I yeah. was probably, which is probably the bottom of the speedrun list on uh, speedruns.com or whatever it is uh, for 100%. It's probably just that speedrunners don't care. So yeah. it's actually not that impressive. But um, I'll say this. I, I feel like I'm able to play through, some, even though Super Mario Brothers 3, I think, is more challenging than Super Mario World. I feel like I'm able to play through it a lot faster, actually. Yeah. Well, I think that is definitely a thing of that time, and especially NES games, is... There's a certain level of, and this isn't true of all games, but a lot of games are sort of made to be played in one sitting. I mean, we're still we're mm-hmm. gonna get into this stuff in a minute with kind of a fun segment, but we're in that arcade mentality still. Right. Even even yeah. our home our our idea as a society of what video games are comes from arcade gaming, and arcade mm-hmm. gaming is make it hard to cost quarters and play the whole game in one sitting as uh, to completion or whatever now even in some i mean some arcade games you don't even have a completion but we're getting to that point where like games have endings now or whatever right but it's still like you're gonna play this in one sitting that's obviously not true of every you know zelda i don't know that everybody plays legend of zelda in one sitting but well yeah notably they they gave you the ability to save right uh with legend of zelda and they actually talked about doing that for super mario brothers 3 but i think for some reason they couldn't because they have to literally have a battery there's like a battery inside the legend of zelda NES cartridge right. that they, they did not want to include with Super Mario Brothers 3 for some reason. I don't remember why. Yeah, I mean, I think if they had been able to include a save, uh, that would have been nice. But I feel like because the way the save mechanic has to work, which is just like it saves you at the beginning of the world, yeah. it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't really change the experience that much if I can just leave my NES on. It's just weird. Like when I'm playing a Mario game, like I, I replayed all of them. I got an F, uh, FC twin from uh, analog is that what they're called yeah analog um and then i bought uh them all again i didn't own right. them anymore i didn't know where they'd gone 
Uh, so I rebought all the Mario games and uh, played through them all. And I, I just like basically left that thing turned on yep. for like a month and a half. Right. It was just sitting totally. there constantly totally. turned on uh, yeah. and working through one of the Mario games. So Hunter, you, um, you, you told me you had a question for me. Um, sure. About the way I went about playing this game twice and that I, that I did it with save states and then I decided to play it again without my save states. Yeah. So this is like a philosophical question. I think, why did you replay it without save states? Like Nintendo is sort of saying to you, hey, here's this old game well, and we included save states because like all the way old games work is dumb and you should have save states. Well, but so I, guess I, I guess I question if that's what they are. I, I, to me, it's like, well, I have to play it as the chef intended it back in the day. And I guess you're... What you're putting out there is the idea that they didn't even intend these things back in the day. They just, just didn't have the yeah. technology to do right. what they truly wanted to do. So so I think that's where my view was off. Is I mean, I viewed it as they wanted it to be this hard and they want to do this. And I think you are selling me on the idea that it was a it was a necessity to do things a certain way, but they were very much wanting this game to be playable through to the end. Even if there were yes. hard jumps and hard levels, it was never meant to be as punishing as other games, you know, I mean, even like Mario One is incredibly punishing. You, if you once you run out of lives, that's it. The whole run mm -hmm. is dead and over. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I'm coming around to that idea. So, but in in going into this, I was trying to do it as if I were playing it in 1990, but as a 31 year old. Um, See, I just I just question whether there's really much of a point of that because. The, the fact that we can save state, I think, means that if, like, I've just had, a, a I think, more history with, with the game. Yeah. And so more of it is tattooed on the inside of my brain. So just because, like, because I have that experience, like, you can't go back in time and give yourself that no. experience. Right. And at this point in your life, would it really be worth it right. for you to get, for you to get good <laughs> right. at Super Mario Brothers 3? <laughs> so why not? use the save states because now you're translating the game yeah. to 2021 you know what i mean instead of just leaving it back in the past we can make these games new again basically yeah. well i think this is a transition to our first of many uh segments in this show uh and this first segment is our old games fun <laughs> our old games fun uh the jury's still out hunter your take our old game, hundred percent, oh, dude. I think if if this was my segment, it would be called our new games fun <laughs> because old games are definitely fun. It's the new games I'm not sure about. Old games are super fun, and all the design of not obviously not all old games. Some old games are uh, inexplicable, like ET or whatever you could <laughs> throw at me. But the good old games, the design of each of them feels so focused on the idea of this being fun and every element of it, like really kind of feeding the player yeah. that good, good, uh, that good, good right. video game food. Yeah. That I feel like some game, you know, people make games nowadays that I don't even think are, they don't even want the game to be, to be fun. fun. Right, they you want it to be I mean? something else. They want it That's to not be even a goal anymore. Um, yeah, I, so I think my answer is, I think Super Mario Brothers 3, um, Surprise! I I knew okay mechanically Super Mario Bros. Three is a great game. It feels perfect. Like literally, it feels perfect. It feels perfect. It does to play. feel perfect. There's, Mario feels perfect. Yes, forever. Um, so that part obviously fun. Mario Bros. Three is a fun game. 
Uh, and it, that is a surprise for me because most old games so far in us kind of exploring a lot of stuff that we're going to eventually cover, um, I haven't been enjoying every single old game. Um, yeah. And this one stands out, which is also, I think, why it helped save games. And it, it, it made something more approachable than everything else around it. And that invited gamers in. And, and I don't know the full history of all games, but this was definitely a a touch point in oh if we make these games less punishing and mean actually maybe people will engage with them and we can get more it could be a big thing this is the roadmap to like the wii and the switch right of like just let everybody play a video game leave me alone like what what is this high horse of it's not a it's not a true video game unless it's dark souls and bloodborne and and hard games sure. and and or even just hard games of the time like yes. ninja gaiden or right. like uh yeah the old castlevania games battle toads uh, like why does it, it yeah, have battle- to be that can, See, i feel like we can agree that battle toads in the fact is that, a bad game that it's everyone not a good agrees game. It's a you can't game. beat battle toads so does that make i mean right. if you no one's ever like if you don't see the ending of citizen kane is citizen kane a good movie <laughs> i don't think you get to say <laughs> one way or the other if you don't see the end of battle toads I'm going to completely contradict myself in in the future. I don't think you have to complete a game to say whether or not it's good or bad, obviously. Right. But if no one can complete a game, is it that good of a game? Like if nobody is able to beat Battletoads, then yeah. what what is that? What is this thing we've made? Yeah. So if you're just talking about difficulty, I would say that if we're talking old games and difficulty, I think uh, a lot of the ways that old games were difficult was not in cool ways they right. were it was a lot a lot of them what would, would uh just be really frustrating or be really mean to the player just throw something at you randomly. right i mean this even and, happens yeah. in mario when it's like you're you get into a groove of like you're running you're running but this is one of those levels with the fish that jump from the ground and it's like i, I had three frames to respond to that fish here, jumping out of the ground here's what and i think i think the response from uh designers over the years have been to make games less frustrating. Yes. The kind of, the double-edged sword uh, there is that if, if a game isn't frustrating, then you don't feel like you accomplished much sure. when you complete it. This yes. is like what Bennett Foddy really, uh, really gets yeah. with, uh, what is that game called? With the man in the getting bucket. Over you know, the bucket, getting over it. Yeah. Yeah, so getting over it, very frustrating game. Uh, it's kind of, it's, I would say it's mean to the player because the physics of the bucket and your shovel thing, Don't really, it's not a shovel, yeah. whatever it is, it's a hammer. um, uh, Yosemite hammer that I remember hearing him say what it was. It's the Yosemite hammer. Hmm. Uh, the physics of it don't, they don't make sense all the time. It's like a little unclear yeah. how things are going to react. And the, obviously the controls are kind of difficult, like very difficult to master. Right. Um, you can master it, but it's just hard. Right. However, that game is literally just a mountain you climb so that when you finish climbing the mountain, you can be like, wow, it was so frustrating. It. Yeah. But I really feel like I well, and, accomplished and, something. And I I think that's what designers have realized is a delicate balance over time. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I, I can there are plenty of hard games that I appreciate because they don't overly punish the player it's when right. the game doesn't even have my best interest you can make something hard but when you're just like flipping me the bird and pushing me off the edge of the cliff on like with with no input of my own that's when and and and, and making that set me back in such a way that's just like not engaging i don't know in 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 getting over benefati it's like part of that skills mastery is is the arc of it and i see that argument for old games but some old games it's not even like a 
a mechanical mastery i feel like they beg of you it's it's more like just a memorization of the of the pattern and and i don't necessarily always love the memorization of the pattern as much as the 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 mastery of the mechanics yeah there's a little bit of both in there and i I know this is just like sometimes i don't like a game and that's it it's not there isn't actually like a quantifiable standard i can hold things to but Mm -hmm. I, i i i think that's where i get rubbed a little raw is when i just feel like the game is cheating yeah but to go back to the the question of the segment which is are old games fun when i say that i think the question should be are new games fun because i just really like a lot of old games what i'm talking about there is not i'm not necessarily this type of person that thinks the the difficulty of old games is the selling point it's not right it's a negative for a lot of these games yeah but i just really like old games are weird man yeah the, the, the the industry didn't like fully understand right. the audience like well, they were just kind of throwing stuff at the wall be yeah. like well now this is a thing what's hilarious to to extrapolate your point is look at how the 2010s changed indie gaming and all indie gaming was for a while was hey remember old games what if we yeah. released an old game again and right. like and just kind of thought about it in the way we think about games now but it's still like an old game and that's yeah. like an entire category of games now is just things that are sort of riffing on old classic mechanics and and ideas and all of that. Right. And yeah, I, I think it proves the point even so to get back to specifically Mario Brothers 3, the whole idea of they were pushing things is obviously Mario is a great game because they were trying to achieve all of this stuff for the player. They were trying to build it right. into a world. They were trying to give you little save points so you weren't punished as hard. They're figuring this stuff out to the limits of what they possibly can. They're trying their hardest. Dang it. Yeah. Let me, I'm trying to give you your cake and let you eat it too. They gave you I, a warp whistle. Right. They gave you a whistle <laughs> that lets you skip worlds that are hard. All right. right. So, which I mean, I don't even think that's what the, the warp whistle, in my opinion, is about. Uh, I don't want to replay the whole game. Yeah. I just want to try and finish it. Sure. That's it. You know, it's like, oh, I already beat World 2. Now I want to skip World 2 because I already beat it last time I played. Right. It's like it's like a save point, yeah. but it's not a save point. For it's replayability. A if you find Worlds yeah. 1 through 3 just super boring, which at a certain point you will, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to your point earlier, I mean, you, you view Worlds 1 through 3 as the... <laughs> as the momentum you require to get through the end, so. We'll see, no, so I think World 1 is easy. I think World 2 is like, I think World Weird. 2 is not that hard. No, I think it's World not. 3 is like one of the hardest world, like <laughs> those levels are like some of the hardest levels in the game to right. me. So like, yeah, I build up momentum in World 1 and 2 to get through World 3, and then it gets like easy again and yeah. then hard again. It's like, I don't know, It it's not, if we're talking difficulty curve, Super Mario Brothers 3 is not a perfect curve from start to finish, but like, that's pretty, I mean, I, we could talk about Donkey Kong Country. That's right. a game that is like, okay, it's kind of hard. Curve. It's a, yeah. it's a little hard, a little bit harder. Now it's crazy yeah. hard. It's the most difficult challenge in the whole game. Minecart mission. Yeah. And then next level is just kind of hard. Yeah. Again. That's, yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, okay. Well, does that mean we are uh, ready to rank this game? Uh, uh, underwhelming <laughs> segment to, to today, uh, this week. Hunter, where do you think it falls? So I think that Super Mario Brothers 3 is the greatest game ever made. That's interesting. Um, and gonna, also... I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna argue with you yeah, there, and I'm gonna ahead. say it's probably the worst game uh, ever created. I'm gonna put it in our last place position. Um, so it goes... Yeah, so it'll go into the rankings at number one, mm-hmm. slash number 9,999 million. Right? It's number one yeah. out of one, so it's, yeah. it is 
it is the the lowest and the highest. Number one slash nine repeating. Yeah. All the way into infinity. This this However segment will get exist. more interesting uh, later in later episodes. Today, but it's not interesting. Today this, the episode just gets to end. But uh, but well, yeah. Well, I'll say this. I think I picked Super Mario Brothers three as one. Uh, this was my pick. Yeah. Um, we will we'll take turns picking uh, and have guests that will pick games as well. Um, but I picked this game because I I truly believe that Super Mario Brothers three is one of the greatest. Yeah. And you could make an argument for being the greatest i mean what what are some of the games that people talk about as being the greatest of all time you could say like tetris yeah that's lame uh <laughs> the legend of zelda people say ocarina of time i'm gonna push back on that i mean th- uh, there's things that people say i'm saying things o- that people say right i'm not yeah i'm not yeah. endorsing i beliefs. think super mario 64 would be a fun argument for mm-hmm. greatest game of all time because of the you know the third dimension sure um what are some other games that people throw up as greatest of all time? Uh, to get really I saw weird. one time somebody did Portal as greatest I know, game Portal, of all time. I'll, I'll throw out more other modern stuff. I mean, people refuse to allow modern games to be the greatest of all time, basically, which I, I disagree with. But so, like, people talk about Breath of the Wild as one of the, as as, greatest, like, the greatest game of all time, maybe. I don't... That, that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. where you look at it and you go, this feels like it could be the greatest, but I guess I'm supposed to wait 10 years before it's allowed the title or whatever. Right. And I think that's the thing that I'm going to push back against the most in this show is I'm going to try to argue for new games at least Being deserving spots. However, I think Super Mario Bros. 3 is going to hold for a long time, which means it will be very dramatic when we find something that we think tops Super Mario Bros. 3. Right, and actually, you know what we could do uh, with the rest of the segment is talk a little bit about process when it comes to ranking. Yeah, here's the process: uh, we decide the rank, the number. Yeah. End of discussion right. on yep. process. So we decide it. <laughs> uh, so we what happened? Well, actually, here let me describe the process a little more. So step one: we decide the rank of the game. Yes. Step two: finish ranking. Yes. Uh, well, no, no, sorry. Hang on. Step one, decide the rank of the game. Step two, move the rank of all games lower than that <laughs> game down one number. <laughs> and that is the process. We do have to take that step of taking right. all lower ranked games and moving their numbers. We cannot have two, two number steps. fives. So and number five becomes six. Number six becomes seven. Number seven right. becomes eight. Let me know when right. you get it. Number eight becomes yeah. nine. Nine yeah. would become ten. Yes, exactly, and so on, and so forth, and so on. Um, and so, yeah, that, p- people might be wondering. So, like, is this definitive? Yes. Yes. Uh, this is the only list that exists. Uh, all other lists are non; they are decanonized now um, because we finally caught up. The old gamers' almanac yep. uh, finally is in the pod in the internet world. You'll, you We've actually been- will read us now because you'll listen to us because nobody reads anymore. Right. Ugh. Right. We've been putting out books you know i've been putting out these books every year old old gamers almanac yep. and i i publish one every year yep and there's all one copy since that 1791 I i've been doing this uh you since game Gorfus. started in 1791 i've been doing this uh and every year i put one out i make one uh i just draw it out with crayon and stuff and then nobody buys it yeah. Uh, now I don't try to sell it to anybody. They've been in your closet all, this whole time. That is, they are just all in my closet. Problem. But yeah, I mean that is a problem. But uh, I, it's not a problem anymore. I'll tell you that. Now mm-hmm. that we moved to podcast format. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. best yeah. and worst game of all time, Super Mario Brothers Three. Congratulations, Congratulations. Super Congratulations. Mario Brothers Three. Congratulations! Yay! Yay! Good job, Miyamoto. Good boy. Um. 
anything anything we want close i guess we should do like a rundown for this uh for this do show we, yeah. we got to improv a rundown how do what what do we care to talk about uh people uh, i don't know do we talk about our other show do we talk about where people well, find I'll, us so so we don't even uh, have the, that stuff yet we're recording this no. without like an email or a twitter or any of that junk this is a pilot episode you just listened to and i think it was just good enough in my opinion that's <laughs> that's my if i'm gonna rank this pilot i'm gonna be like i think this was just good enough to do to do more of this uh -huh. um you can you can uh follow me on letterboxd uh if you like movies uh my uh my name is hun bun on letterboxd hit me up uh follow me i that's all the social media i care to plug uh, Matt, you got anything you want to plug? We have a, another show we called have another Space show. Cats Peace Turtles. I mean, if if you're either already listening to our other show, which is probably especially true right now, or if someday you discover us down the road, you probably don't care to listen to our other show. But it's called Space Cats Peace Turtles, and it's about a single board game, which is called Twilight Imperium, uh, and uh, we've been doing that for way too long. Uh, yeah. And we will um, continue to do it for way too long. We will continue to do it for way too long. Uh, let us uh, email Space Cats Peace Turtles though Space Cats Peace Turtles at gmail .com, uh, -huh. uh and let us know if you listen to this and if you disagree. Yeah, because uh, we'd love to get some disagreements. That I'm we sure can then... if and when we decide to put all of these episodes up, we will have established uh, an old gamers almanac email and Twitter yes. and stuff too. So you can probably find yes. that. But I don't care to uh, to to clarify that yet because we haven't done it. Yeah, and I don't live in the future. I only live in the past. Ooh, okay, and final note before we go. Uh, if you are, uh, this is uh, getting too big for the britches already. Sure. Uh, if you are a game publisher or a game designer, <laughs> yeah. uh, give us free games. Yeah, please. It, it, at this, uh, we're only if you doing give this us a free that. game, we will talk about yeah, it, yeah. no matter what. Free games we will talk about. Also, if you're like in the industry at any, literally any level uh, in, in the industry uh, and want a guest on the show, come on down. Tell us what game you want to talk about because uh, I'm not yeah. going to be in every single episode of this. That's Hunter's job. Right, um, right. So... I got a life and a baby uh, and other things to do. So uh, we want guests. Uh, so this is the call out of just literally any, I mean, if you write about games, if you work on games, if you tweet obsessively about games, right? come hang right. out. Let's do that. Awesome. All right. Well, now we need, what's a sign? What's our sign off? Should it be like? I've been feverishly Googling like if, if the farmer's almanac has some sort of like thing to mm -hmm. say, you know, some sort of, some sort of other uh, thing and I can't I can't find it's sun moon stars and planets. What's our what's our four? <laughs> <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's like it says that at the bottom for some reason. Sun moon hey, stars. Well, and how, what if it's just like uh, thanks for coming on down. Old games, seventeen ninety one. Old Gamer's Almanac is a production by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins with music by Knight Corey. <laughs> <laughs>